Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning. Of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hail Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402 489 1240 or 1 800 825 5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Welcome to it. Monday's here. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Hope you're all right. Hope you're shaking the cobwebs off, or they're all off by now. With the uh, the the, you know, we've never really gotten into that. Should today be a holiday or not? It's kind of a holiday for us because we get to talk uh, one last day about uh, football and. Uh, what a classic it turned into with Super Bowl 58. Plenty of thoughts there. A lot of Chiefs lovers, a lot of Chiefs <clears throat> haters to no my left. No comment. No comment as Elijah's going to keep his head as, down today. As the, as the resident Chiefs hater, I will and be your, your birthright today. Is, your birthright is okay as such as being a Denver guy. I promise that I will put professionalism over personal feelings today. I believe it. For the most part. (laughs) Mix mix in some of the personal uh, uh, toughness there. Connor, uh, you doing all right? Everybody get fat and full last night? Did did everyone pig out appropriately? Yes, very, very much so. I I was very impressed with my college friend group's spread because, you know, we're all college students. We're all cheap when it comes to... Top ramen? Zero ramen, actually. We had... Taco dip, which I made, which was awesome. I'm not biased. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> um, one of my friends made mac and cheese, homemade, which was great. Uh, we had buffalo chicken quesadillas as well. Ooh. Like, we, we had some good stuff going on. Buffalo so, chicken quesadillas, that's oh, yeah. innovative. They were, they were really good. See, I made the buffalo chicken dip yesterday, and it turned out fantastic. But buffalo chicken quesadillas were, is something I've yeah. never even thought of making. We echoing. Uh, Brandon is giving us an audio. What the hell uh, in the stream? Mm-hmm. We'll do our first roll call here coming up here in a little bit. But lot to get into aside from the food choices. We want to hear what you ate on Super Bowl Sunday. Do so in the stream. Hail Varsity YouTube channel. Hail Varsity Radio Twitter. Twitter. Give us a follow there at H Varsity Radio. You can find Elijah on Twitter at. Herbal Essence at Connor. His Twitter is at C underscore Clark underscore 27 at Schmidt underscore radio for me, Chris Schmidt. So we'll dive into the Super Bowl. Plenty of thoughts as we hear from Nebraska's quarterback, Coach Glenn Thomas. He met the media today. Uh, how much uh, smoke slash worry did you uh, absorb this weekend as a Nebraska fan with UCLA and Tony White? The coast is clear, thankfully, as the Bruins hired Deshaun Foster. And Nebraska basketball, the women were excellent. They were incredible. It was such a scene. And we'll, we'll get there before we hit Super Bowl. And just a couple of thoughts in, in this video and, and footage captured on the Hale Varsity social media channel of, of Coach Amy Williams. Uh, kind of around mid-court, 
And Elijah, you and I had a chance to do the Southwest Girls Saturday night with Kennedy, her daughter, just a, a stud ball player uh, for Southwest as they beat uh, number three in the state, North Star. And to see her daughter jump into her mom's arms at midcourt, that, that footage captured with, with tears in each other's eyes, just the, the joy of the moment taken down number two, a family affair, that was special. It was special to hear Matt Coatney's call and joy. It was special to see all the Nebraska fans get there on the court and show up in droves and all the folks that, that came out to see the, uh, the show that is Caitlin Clark uh, put on uh, a great performance, except in the fourth quarter when Nebraska locked her down, held her to 0 for 6, went uh, box in one, and uh, the Huskers crawled back from 14 down. It was absolutely magic. The, the game itself, national audience, Holly Rowe was there, Fox National was there, the who's who covering uh, sports of that magnitude there to see Caitlin maybe break the record. But what are we talking about is, yes, a big win for Nebraska. Yes, the joy of uh, another court storming. I mean, it led all sports centers as I was driving up and back from Omaha. I was listening to our friends at 590, and they, they had uh, you know sports center leading into Super Bowl coverage. And, I mean, that, that led – that was – I shouldn't say led. It was Super Bowl and then bang – uh, did did Caitlin get the record? No, Nebraska monster comeback, and you know Nebraska was was front and center. It was it was really a, a cool moment for Nebraska athletics yet again. But you, you go to the social media side of things, and two things dominated social media aside from from Taylor Swift yesterday. It was the Super Bowl, and at least locally here, it was Iowa's coach Lisa Bluter losing her absolute mind. It, it, and, you know, we can, we can arm wrestle this topic. Who had a worse meltdown yesterday? Was it Iowa's coach or was it Travis Kelsey trying to put Big Red in a body cast in the first <laughs> quarter? That's, that's, that's a fair question. But here is uh, Lisa Bluter uh, interrupting Alexis Markowski, trying to speak lovingly about her father and our dear friend Andy Markowski. I had a lot of special moments with my dad. I got a black to catch. You know, I won several states. This is not Big Ten protocol. Just, just music while you shoot free throws. I don't know what's worse, playing music while you shoot free throws or delaying your flight. You want to talk about heat of the moment, needing to be better. Frustrated that you blew a 14-point lead. Frustrated you lost to Nebraska. I think Markowski, uh, I think I saw this tweet, uh, and Andy may have said it on, on Herd Ad Sports this morning. He joined uh, Damon and Robbie. <laughs> Nebraska had been 0-7 for, I mean, this this core group, this good group that Amy Williams has had been, and everyone's had a tough time beating Iowa during the Clark era. But, man, for, for the head coach to act like a two-year-old. And and listen, I, I wasn't there. Uh, I, I didn't cover that event yesterday. But, man, it sounds like it was just kind of pandemonium after the game, and, and both teams kind of took their time. And Nebraska was, af- Nebraska was ready first. Typically, the visiting team's head coach, and if a player or two is available, they're up first for the postgame. But I don't think it was anything intentional by Nebraska. Nebraska has always done and always will run top-notch 
um, uh, you know, events. They they just do. They just do from a from a media standpoint. They're they're the they're the standard for sports information and for for that to be caught and interrupt the press conference and trying to storm in. This is what I'm gathering. Awful, awful look. And for her, we got a plane to, I mean, just freaking out. And I know, listen, they're college students. They're on a timeline. You got to get them back to Iowa City. I, I understand all that. But I, but what this sounded like to me was just raw emotion of being PO'd. You lost. You lost to Nebraska. You lost a 14-point lead. And you uh, you weren't in the mood for any no. This The straw that breaks the camel's back, if you, you've all had a, a bad day where a minor inconvenience comes up. And someone's and it, the uh, target to take it out on. Yes. <laughs> that, that's what this feels like. So my reaction, for the most part, wah, wah. Like, okay, they were in the media room when you wanted to be in the media room. This is not a big deal. Like, they took a long time on the court, Nebraska did. They had their celebration in the locker room. They show up to the media room, and, oh, nobody's here. How are you not ready? Uh, Yeah, what? Nobody's here. I guess we're ready to go then. We're going to go take the stage. Also, deal with it. They're not going to miss their flight. I mean, they're going to wait for you. Yeah, you like, think? like what? What do you think they're go- they're going to do? Leave Iowa and like leave the head coach in Lincoln? No. Well, well one like, of the that's, things that's like, not happen. with these teams is they're not like it's it's not all football where everyone's flying private. And I don't actually know the situation with Iowa's plane whether they're flying public or whether I'm, they're flying I'm private. I'm half surprised you're flying from Iowa City to Lincoln. To be honest, I would highly doubt they're flying commercial. That's what, really? Yeah. Especially if highly, it, I would think so too. That short a flight. And the player that you have on your roster, sure, that's true. You're not you're not sticking that team out. I mean, of State Farm's going to pick that tab yeah, up. <laughs> come on, they are not flying commercial. There's no way. I'd be I'd be really surprised. I I wouldn't be surprised if they were flying commercial, but I don't actually know. Four eight nine twelve forty. Does I will fly commercial? commercial. <laughs> 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 How cheap is the University of Iowa athletic department? Give us a call. <laughs> they're not. They don't have to be with with Clark. But I just thought that was awful. And I, I'm going to have to side with the Iowa coaches' outburst being less offensive to me than than Travis Kelsey. Really? I think Kelsey is as much as he's dominated the playoffs as well as he's performed. Oh, right on cue. We have a phone call. Okay. Yeah. I I think him bumping Big Red and screaming at his coach, I still can't get used to that. If Mahomes does it, is there this reaction? Well, Mahomes hasn't. Mahomes bumped, hasn't. Hasn't hasn't bumped his coach and and like pretty much about four gallons of saliva with just the forcefulness of the put me in the bleeping game. I, his motive isn't wrong for wanting to be a difference maker. In Super Bowl Fifty Eight, I, I understand it, and Coach Reed is calm, cool, collected, and, and not angry about it. Like he, he'll have his talking to. The apologies were exchanged between Kelsey and Big Red. Totally get it, but in that moment, man, that would derail a lot of teams from bad to worse. Where you're scuffling, they were strong enough to withstand that. Patrick Mahomes was incredible, and. Uh, the old mobile quarterback comes back to strike, <laughs> right? Where Mahomes gets enough uh, yardage on the scramble to to really kind of spark the offense and then make his plays. But I thought I thought Kelsey losing it on Big Red like that and then bumping him almost knocked down a three hundred plus guy. Well, my my thing is is this is different at the high school level. This is different at the college level. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a guy that has won you two Super Bowls, 
and was not being utilized correctly to start that game. You can see the, the difference in his stats from the first half to the second half and how different the Chiefs' offense looked. Does, is the way he go about it, did it leave something to be desired? Yeah, but I think one of the issues is a lot of people don't look – or they, they, they kind of put their own personal sports experience, which is much lower than these guys ever have, into this moment. Like, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid – there's still the coach-player relationship, but at the NFL level, it is more co-worker than what you think of with a high school coach or a college coach kind of being the, the leader of men. And it's, it's closer to co-workers. No, and, no, I don't, and you're, like, you're absolutely right, but you still don't want to take a trip to, to go see who's the guy in the office, Toby. You don't want to go see Toby in HR because you screamed at a co-worker. I think the big thing, it was like... It's about the moment, though. It was 3 nothing. Like, that that's the one thing I have a problem with. I'm like, dude, it's not <laughs> like you're down 17 zip. Like, I get it's a Super Bowl. Emotions are running high. Clearly, that's the type of, like, it's a very back-and-forth relationship between Andy Reid and some of his players. I totally get that. Like, that's totally cool. They're going to have disagreements. I don't really have a problem with Travis Kelsey and or Patrick Mahomes discussing their displeasure with what's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, maybe you don't make contact with them, but I don't really... It's it's not the end of the world for me that Travis Kelsey's yelling at his head coach because it wasn't a shove, it wasn't a a a takedown, but it was it was a check. Yeah, and that that that's where the the physical part is. Yeah, yell and scream, fine, whether it's an inch away or or, or five feet away, but the contact on top of it, it's like he was. You're looking at my gal. <laughs> I mean, it was it was seek and destroy in a bar. But I think if there's anyone on the Chiefs who has earned that right, it's Kelsey along with Mahomes to really voice their frustration. Those does two anyone, guys are, does are anyone ever have that right to go undress their coach? They're still an authority figure. They're still an authority Tom figure, Brady. but I think it is different. But him, like, and, him and Bill O'Brien would scream and yell and, and, and spike iPads, true. but they never got physical. Now, there's three 300-pound guys between them to keep it from going there. <laughs> oh, Billy O'Brien would have gouged out Tommy B's eyes. It, but did anyone get mad at Tom Brady? I, I see these situations as almost identical. It's frustration on the sideline. Bill O'Brien went to coach Penn State shortly thereafter. Yeah, and we all blamed Bill O'Brien for being the, the issue within that offense. Like, like nobody blamed Tom Brady in that moment. I think Travis Kelsey's kind of earned the right to voice his frustration. This comes from a Chiefs hater. I'd love to hate on the Chiefs in this moment and say, Travis, he's wrong. What a loser. It's The emotions are running high. It's the Super Bowl. It's one of the most important games these people ever play in their lifetime. And I think Travis is trying to, like, he's emotional. He's been playing on the, in the game. Be emotional. Don't make contact. Totally showing up your coach. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair take. I, I think if Travis go back, he wouldn't. They've apologized. Make They've they're, apologized. They're arm in arm. They're probably shotgun and beers right now. Exactly. I don't. I, I, yeah. I, there's no bad. Blood. I think the it's been over overplayed. Okay. How, how big this situation is? We just spent five minutes talking. The, the about look. It here. The look was was awful. It's it's water the bridge because they won. But guess what? If they don't win in overtime. That's a monster talking point today. The uh, the winds curing curing all. Is, uh, is kind of important. Let's get to the roll call. Our starting five here in the stream. Uh, we say what's up to the five, first five listeners that uh, sit, hang out with us in the stream and all the other folks that uh, come in and are a part of the show here on Hale Varsity with the YouTube channel, Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Uh, Mike uh, Corgan checks in first and love his quote from Gordy Howe, all hockey players are bilingual. They know English and profanity. Uh, Brian Snitley in second. Uh, Brandon Smith. What's up, Brandon? Jeff Snitley. So both members of the Boulder Tree Speedy. What? 
the Boulder Peace Treaty. You said tree speedy. Are in. Uh, <laughs> Brennan checks in from the Black Hills. Chuck in at six. Uh, Jeff, seven. Andrew in at eight. And the artist formerly known as KG Kids for Life in at nine. We'll take more of your comments. Anonymous is in. Uh, echoes fixed. Give us, okay, yes, much better. Apparently about 15 minutes ago, the echoes got fixed. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, KG Kids for Life. Big Ten Protocol was an adult movie from 1984. <laughs> Thank you for that, KG Kids for Life. Starring who? Mm, we're not going there. We're not going there. Let's not go there. <laughs> Stick to sports. <laughs> Elijah votes for stick to sports on a Monday. All right, let's uh, let's talk some more. Glenn Thomas audio on the way. Tony White thoughts more on the Super Bowl tale varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. 489 1240, 489 1240, or 800 825 5865. You can email Chris at hailvarsity.com or jump in the stream. Hailvarsity YouTube, subscribe to it. Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, Chris Schmidt. So we have uh, some comments there on the Kelsey and Reed interaction. And uh, this was pretty funny by Danny. Danny chimes in here on the stream. Iowa Sports took. So many hits with losses and memes over the past week that I'm truly concerned about their mental stability. <laughs> they were talking about Iowa football on the Nickelodeon broadcast last night, apparently. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, they did. They Noah did. Eagle said uh, in Iowa they call punting winning. <laughs> the well, there's, there's T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, Vic from uh, Denver weighs in. Dang, Schmitty, a little bump and you're up in arms. Guy was... Uh, Supposed to say pissed, I think. Yeah, I hope. Miss <laughs> 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 Spell was was ticked and was sounding off. I guess he should have sent him some flowers and a note. No, it's it's a little. It's more than a bump to move Andy Reid. But it, it wasn't malicious. I, that's the best way. And it's I, also I, Travis Kelsey I realize, bumping him. I realize that word, yeah. Travis Kelsey's a large guy playing a physical game. There was no maliciousness to the contact. If he goes up there and two-hand shoves Andy Reid, completely different. It wasn't malicious. He was trying to show him that he was uh, upset. <laughs> let's, pray, let's pray they're not down uh, you know, 17 nothing in next year's Super Bowl then. <laughs> Then it might get if it was if it gets malicious, I'll be the first person to say that's inappropriate, that's wrong. Let's get Travis Kelsey out of the league. I think it into falls into the category of inappropriate. It's pushing I'm, the limits. Yeah, on most staffs, see, in most areas. The the, the best Andy reads Andy reads the difference here. The, he can handle it. He has handled the it. The behavior that is expected, I think, from NFL players is different than what's expected at your office job or your radio job Don't or, disagree. or whatever. And I I think in that moment you have to. If it happens in a preseason game, if that exact moment happens in a preseason game, as I said earlier, I'm going to be the first person to say that is wrong. It's messed up. Travis Kelsey is completely in the wrong here. It wasn't malicious contact. I don't think he meant to, to bump into Andy Reid like that. He's just emotional. And it's, it's, I, I don't fault him for being emotional in one of the biggest games that you'll ever play in, in your life. Be emotional. Voice your displeasure. The Spike re- another helmet. The, 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 the real- rebuttal to that, though, is that it's not like this is the first time he's ever been playing in a Super Bowl. Like, there is an element to acting like you've been there before, but, but, which or, he has. Or being down. But, but for all you know, Bowl. this could be the last time you're ever playing in a Super that Bowl. That is true. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like this is his one and only shot to get a ring, right? 
Like, he's been there before. Maybe act like it a little bit more. I think both of you bring up very valid points. Like, I'm kind of in the middle here. But, again, it's it's not like this is the first time Travis Kelsey's ever sniffed a championship game. Larry, Larry has info on the uh, the Iowa flight home about oh. about uh, Coach Lisa's plane to catch. The flight is never delayed. It sits in the airport on the south side of the tarmac. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Larry, for that clarification. Let's go to the Super Bowl here. And well, the, the, the bigger talking point that I think we should be hitting today, which it's, it's been hit a decent amount, Travis Kelsey obviously being Taylor Swift's boyfriend, going to get some headlines. <laughs> but Kyle Shanahan, that second half, man, like, like I think I, I feel for 49ers fans because Kyle Shanahan did not put his team in a position to win that game in multiple ways, from kind of abandoning the run in the third quarter, uh, Taking the, the ball first toss, in overtime, yeah. like that was there. Is there is a lot of blame that falls on Kyle Shanahan's feet, especially given his history, blowing twenty-eight to three. Oh, and three with ten-plus point leads. Yeah, uh, being outscored. I think the number across his three Super Bowls is seventy-two to twenty-eight following halftime. No good. And we'll talk with Jay Moore in hour two, uh, former NFLer. Listen, I, I thought they went back to McCaffrey in the second half to get in better position, and I thought they weren't afraid with Pretty letting it fly. I think you should have been a little more afraid, though. But <laughs> Kansas City just did what they do. They hung around, and then they, they capitalized. It was little things that turned into big things. I mean, Kansas City... They turn the ball over. They're 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 vulnerable. Look at the Raider loss at home. That was like rock bottom for them. And what happened? They had a, a slew of turnovers that day. San Fran forced some turnovers. They forced the turnover going in to go up seven to three. Kansas City turned away. They also got a pick of the opening drive of the third quarter. That a lot of times zaps your momentum. That that third quarter drive is so important as Kansas City was going to try and tie the thing. They got the field goal before the half, the middle eight, as Coach Rule likes to talk about, and a lot of coaches do. So the Niners' defense and their their pass rush and Bosa and, and Chase were, were good. Randy had some good moments for for the um, 49ers. But un- unfortunately for the 49ers, in the crucial moments, their pass rush went away. Fourth quarter overtime, almost non-existent. Well, the quarterback run game was a difference. Quarterback run game was a difference, but I still look at Shanahan – how in a game where you have the lead for most of it, does Brock Purdy have 38 passing attempts? Like, McCaffrey got 22 attempts. That's a solid number. But you had the lead most of the way. Did he have 10 catches, too? Uh, or eight? He had eight receptions. So he had 30 touches. Uh, he had eight receptions plus 22 carries, 30 touches. That's, that's a good number. Your second leading rusher on the day was Brock Purdy. I know Debo's been dealing with an injury through most mm-hmm. of the postseason. George Kittle is also more. non-existent, too, for most of that KC's game. KC's back uh, seven's money. They're so good. They are, but that's why I'm concerned with Brock Purdy having 38 passing attempts in a game that you're leading. No, I don't disagree. But he is. this is not an excuse. This is, He is what he is. He still wants to throw the football. He doesn't – maybe, maybe in, in these past failures – where you, you, you lost to the Niners back in 19, up double digits. You're up 28-3 on, on, on the Patriots. Maybe he was afraid to, to play not to lose, and he wasn't going to change his offense and just keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm trying to give the guy an out, but 0-3 is bad. They're great, great roster, great drafting, wonderful development. I mean, the Jennings kids, a seventh-round pick, they, they, they do well if they bring you into San Francisco. This another, is just tough to, to get over. Another devil's advocate take here 
for defending Shanahan, and I said this to Elijah earlier before we get on, is all three of these losses, when it's all said and done, could potentially come to the top two quarterbacks to ever play the game. And I know that's not taking away, like, yeah, he, he struggled. Consider the circumstance. But, yeah, like, consider the competition that he's going up against, too. That's pretty remarkable to think about. The twice against Patrick Mahomes and obviously the, the 28-3 blown lead against Brady. I would choose to look at it that way if I'm management. Well, <laughs> you know, it's it's anywhere else. If, I, if I'm a we, Niner fan, well, actually, that's not we, true. We, we'd be upset, but well, you know, well, it was to Mahomes and it was to Brady. On the other side, I think one thing can be the nail in the coffin for Shanahan. It would have been nice to have fourth and goal from the five in overtime, knowing exactly what you needed, having the ball second. Well, I mean, details? Little details like that. Knowing the, the yeah. right strategy to employ in the overtime of Super Bowl is to take, uh, now with the new rules, I should say, where both teams are guaranteed a possession no matter what happens, the right move, 10 times out of 10 times, is to take the ball second. So if you have the ball, fourth and three from midfield, it's know not what decision you time. Do. Know, know what you got to do. It's not decision time. It's easy. Or fourth and goal from the five. Oh, we're down by three. Let's take the points. Or fourth and goal from the five. Patrick Mahomes just went and scored a touchdown. We need a touchdown. It makes things easy for you. That is the biggest nail in the coffin to Kyle Shanahan and his late game management. I can maybe excuse away the other things with Brock Purdy, all his attempts, going away from the the run game for about half of the third quarter. I can't excuse that decision at the end. And that, when combined with Kyle Shanahan's other late game strategies, makes me put this loss on Kyle Shanahan. Maybe he should play from behind more often, considering the first two playoff games. I mean, <laughs> that, that play style certainly seems to work well, out. Well, Romo was chirping all second half about got to run the football, got to run the football. And guys just sometimes, and I don't know if this is Shanahan's case or not, but you got to keep flexing that big brain. Here's my, uh, here's my playbook. Here's my creativity. Here's how smart I am. And sometimes ego gets in the way. And I don't know if that was last night or he just was in some weird headspace of, of what to do knowing they'd coughed up two 10-point leads under his watch before. It's a trend now at this point. It's a Beyond. trend. Like, I think Kyle Shanahan is a great coach, one of the best in the <clears throat> NFL. But that trend of blowing Super Bowls late is a reputation that's going to stick with you. It's something that's going to stick with me. If the 49ers are ever in the Super Bowl again, you better believe I'm taking the opponent's second half line. <laughs> I'm going to go down to the sportsbook Strictly live bet at halftime. Just, just the second half, I have no confidence in Kyle Shanahan. It's become a trend, and I, I don't think it's at the point where 49ers fans or management are ready to say, you know what, this guy can't get it done in the big moment. He's, but it's in the back of my mind that, oh, you, that, that, you know what, once this guy gets to a Super Bowl, he makes boneheaded decisions from the sideline. That, that's what I think Kyle Shanahan is right now. And I think that's a reputation that's going to stick with you. I think he's good enough to go get a Super Bowl victory. I think he's had good enough teams to have a Super Bowl victory by now. But the simple fact of the matter is, is he hasn't gotten that Super Bowl done, and it's because of his own coaching mistakes. It pains me that he lost to Matt Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's flip this around for a moment and, and get on to Mahomes and his greatness and just the, the feel he has in the moment, in the big games, the ice water, how calm and cool he is, just the perfect hand and glove him and Reed have been, and just the, the plays he makes. And, and I go back to using his feet with the, the, the zone read. He ripped off for 22 yards, keeping the ball in his hands on that third and play. short. And then on the fourth and one, the run pass option, uh, you, you want that in your offense. And I know we've talked about mobile versus pocket quarterbacks, but it just reiterates you want that thrower first, but a guy that isn't a statue 
I always try and relate things to Nebraska football with whatever the quarterback is going to be here, what we think the quarterback's going to be for the next few years and what the quarterback needs to be able to do. And that's interesting to, to hear some of Glenn Thomas's comments, but you, you can't account for it. Now, the, the Niners tried to do their best with, with uh, the, the rush lane integrity. All that said, everyone's in coverage. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three, he pulls it down and takes off, and there's no one home to try and defend him, and that's just deadly for any defense. And it's such a it's such an X factor. And that, to me, quietly was the difference with the Chiefs' offense. We talked about Kelsey getting him more involved. That's a part of it. But another huge part is the fact that the 49ers' pass rush was a lot more dangerous in the first half than they were in the second half. They got the, uh, the one pressure that led to the interception early in the third quarter, other than that, whenever they got pressure, it was it was coverage pressure. It was a little bit different. That's a, a huge difference to me is that the 49ers, and something I talked about last week, that to, to try to take Mahomes out of this game, you had to get after him. They did it well in the first half. In the second half, the Chiefs, credit to their offensive line, protected Mahomes a lot better. Mahomes, to his credit, knew when to, to pull it down and run a lot better. There's a couple designed runs in there that I think helped with that. That was the difference to me in the second half for the Chiefs' offense. They got Kelsey more involved. Mahomes was not as pressured, was not as flustered in the pocket. And you see what happens whenever he is able to be confident and comfortable in that pocket. He's going to pick you apart. We'll have some more thoughts on the Super Bowl. We'll hear from Glenn Thomas, Nebraska's quarterback coach. And uh, Mike chimes in, Mahomes keeping his cool even after the interception was key for yeah. sure, Mike. More of your comments in the stream can join us and here on Hale Varsity. Hale Varsity YouTube channel is where you go. And huge from the Chiefs defense as well, getting a stop following that interception, zero points on the board after you give up, give up a turnover in your own end of the field. Yeah, both teams really good with keeping uh, points off turnovers. Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Bruns, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning.